Rock of Ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in Which flows be of sin the double cure save from wrath and make me pure. As we continue looking at Psalm 119, we're going to be looking at verses 109 through 112. So here are two more pairs in this section. And 109 and 110 also deal with life's trials, just like the two before them. But here they give us the trials and troubles of life from a different angle. So notice in 109, my life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not gone astray from your precepts. So in both cases, both verses, he lays out the difficult scenario he's facing, and then there's this strong yet. That's not all that's true. Life is hard. Life is difficult. I'm being attacked. But, and notice what he says first, my soul is continually in my hand. So he lived in the midst of constant danger, always worried, always fighting just to survive. Now, it's interesting to think about, this probably wasn't written by David, but David's life does give us many illustrations of that fact when he was on the run from Saul, when he was on the run from Absalom, where his life seemed like one continual fight for survival. And anyone who's ever felt like their life was a continual fight for survival knows how tense, knows how stressful that can be. It's not a place you can live long without experiencing long-term damage and trauma. But what's so interesting is he says, yet. And what does he commit to? I will not forget your law. See, he knows in the midst of those difficulties, the great temptation is to try and flee to safety in sin. Try and seek a false refuge, a false end. But there's no refuge there. See, physical dangers are a great temptation to sin. But the real danger is that they will open you up to an even greater danger. Just like Jesus said, don't fear those who can destroy the body. You know who you should fear? Him who can destroy body and soul. So what we see here is no matter how stressful or tense life is, it does not excuse sin. So his first great trial is the difficulty. He's always in danger. But then we see that it becomes more specific because in verse 110, the wicked have laid a snare for me. So there are the wicked. They're wicked, wicked people, wicked spirits, and they want to destroy him. And that's a reality we have to face. There is wickedness in the world that wants to destroy you wants to destroy your children. And notice when they attack, when they lay a snare, that's another time of great temptation to turn from the way and to seek false refuge, 
to seek to fight back in a false way. Notice what he says, yet I have not gone astray. They're trying to trip me up. They're trying to get me to deviate off the path, but the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I know where I'm going. I can see their advances. Reminded of the wisdom the father gives the son in Proverbs, you need to be able to discern the great temptation of the temptress who will try to get you off walking the right path. So he's walking a path and the wicked are waiting, but he's got the word to shine a light. And then notice in the last section, verse 111 through 112, this parallels the first two verses, 105 and 106. There, it was about um, a light for our feet. Here, it's about a loving heart. Notice, what does he celebrate? I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. So notice there's a long, strong commitment and joy in his heart. But notice, what does he celebrate? He celebrates the inheritance of the testimonies, the incredible blessing, the privilege of having these commands, these testimonies passed down from generation to generation, knowing that he enters into a long story of a good, faithful God, knowing that he enters into a long history of God at work in and with his people. And this is the greatest legacy he could know. And his inheritance is the testimonies, the stories of deliverance from age to age, knowing that God was faithful as he walked with his fathers through the wilderness, so he'll be faithful as he walks through this difficulty knowing that for generations the Lord has been their shepherd and they shall not want. He'll lead them to green pastures and still waters. It's the testimonies. And he recognizes what an inheritance, what a gift. And so as he passed through, or notice all the things he's passed through in the psalm, he's passed through affliction. He's passed through attacks. He's passed through the continual anxiety of feeling like he's not going to be able to survive. And yet, here at the end, there is joy. And then notice, I love at the end, he has committed to practice. He has committed to practical, preserving godliness. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes, to obey, to do them. And he's, I have your testimonies forever and then I will be committed to obedience forever. He's committed to preserving. He's calling on the Lord to keep him all the way until the end. He's calling on the Lord to help him, keep him as he tries to fight the good fight, as he tries to finish the race, as he waits to receive the crown that's laid up for him. But it's not a cold, sterile fight. His heart is joyful, even though... His life is hard, and that is a good, good place. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, all 